Today I'm going to talk about gentle truth. Our passage is going to be, it's just one verse. And what I'd love for you to do is to memorize this verse by the time you leave. It's right here. It says, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Can you say that with me? Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Philippians 4, 5. You can remember that. You can memorize that. Let's go ahead and say it one more time. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. So gentleness, let your gentleness be evident. What about truth? What about speaking truth gently? How good, at you, how good are you at telling the truth or giving truth to people and sharing? Hey, uh, my wife's really good at telling me like, that shirt's really tight. <laughs> Sometimes the truth hurts. Well, I guess I'll go change. I'm gonna wear it anyways. How good are you at telling the truth, sharing it? How good are you at sharing truth gently? How good are you at it? It's hard, isn't it? But the truth is important. To, to actually share the truth and, and to give truth is very important, but you can do it gently. And I think it goes back to parenting. How many of you have raised kids? Raise your hand. All right. One of the things that they teach you in parenting class is if you're going to say to Johnny, Johnny, stop hitting your sister with sticks. And Johnny says, no, I don't want to. She's a doo-doo head. <laughs> right? Our kids came up with some really creative put-downs. I mean, I, I just like bless their mind in that. You know, they were so creative. So Johnny says, no, I don't want to. What you say is you calm yourself down. And you say, Johnny, stop hitting your sister with sticks. Johnny, look at me. Stop hitting your sister with sticks. It hurts. And you look them in the eyes, don't you? You get on their level. This is what they teach in parenting. And I think it's really important because we calm ourselves down and we're able to share the truth because the truth is that if you hit somebody with a stick, it's not really good. Can I get an amen? Like hitting people with sticks isn't good. And so you don't want Johnny to grow up throughout his entire life. Somebody pushes him on the playground and he goes and grabs a stick and hits him, right? And when the teacher says something negative against Johnny, he goes and grabs a stick and hits him. And then when he gets older and his boss says something that he don't like, he goes and grabs a stick and hits him. We don't want to do that, do we? We want to grow up and actually give opportunities for our kids to be raised right. We got to share the truth with them. And so this is how you can share gentle truth, a calm way of sharing truth. This is what Paul's talking about. He says, let your gentleness be evident to all. To everyone. So when you share something that is truth, I need to talk to this person. I'm offended about something. Something's going on that I would love to share with you. Man, this isn't really good for you. You should definitely do this. Or um, just truthful things that need to be shared with people, we can come across with gentleness. Currently, today, it more, it more or less feels like it's gentleness versus truth. I'm going to say that again gentleness versus truth so when you say something that's truthful it's coming across with anger and you're judging me no i'm just trying to share the truth with you 
So we can actually live this out. Let your gentleness be evident to all. It doesn't mean holding back truth. It doesn't mean taking truth off the table and going, okay, whatever, you do you. No, I have some truth. I want to help you along in your life, in your journey with Jesus. And so I can share truth with you, but I want to do it with a heart of gentleness. And so Paul says, let your gentleness be evident to all. In this entire book, he's writing that to Christians, the church of Philippi. He's writing that to a group of people that have decided to follow Jesus. And when he writes this, what he's saying is, let your gentleness be evident to all because the Lord is near. He's actually bringing you closer to Jesus. This entire book of Philippians, if you look at chapter 2, the entire book is written out of, we can become more and more Christ-like. That you and I can become more and more Christ-like. That we can be, share our heart with people. We can be just like Jesus. So what I'd love for us to do is to look at how did Jesus share the truth with people? Because he was honest, wasn't he? If you read the Gospels, you see that Jesus shared hard things with people, but he was able to do it with a heart of gentleness. And so one, one story that I love to look at is Jesus and the, the woman at the well. There was a woman who had uh, been living with a bunch of people, and so in the middle of the day, she would go to the well because she didn't want to be around any people that would judge her. And so she would go to the well all by herself. Well, Jesus happened to show up at the well at the same exact time. And Jesus sits down at the well, looks her in the eyes, and shares with her, I know what's going on in your life, but I love you. And that completely rewrote her story. She went back to the city and shared the good news of the gospel with everybody. Then you have Jesus sharing the truth with the disciples He actually shared truth with them. He called Peter out all the time. (laughs) Peter was always getting in trouble. But one thing with Jesus and the disciples was when, um, when Jesus would share something that was truthful that they needed to hear, he would actually come across pretty boldly. And one of the main reasons was is because he had a relationship with them. You know how you can talk to your sister a lot different than you can talk to a coworker? Some of you or a brother, or a sibling. You can share, like, you know, pretty hard things. They see this, and uh, this isn't working for you. This isn't good. And so Jesus was able to do that with the disciples. But one story that I'd love for us to look at is in John 8, 2. This is Jesus sharing the truth with somebody that, that needed the truth. But you're going to see how he did this so gently. It's an amazing passage. We're going to go ahead and look at John 8, 2. If you have your Bible, you can look it up. If not, we'll, uh, it'll be up on the screen. I'm going to go ahead and pray, and then we'll jump right in. God, we thank you so much that you have plans for us this morning, uh, way beyond our comprehension and plans of freedom, plans of um, being your church, being your bride that can actually share truth with gentleness. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would just uh, break down any walls that would keep us from that this morning, anything that would want to hinder or take away from that. Just tear tear down those walls right now around our hearts, around our minds. Lord, I just choose to just get out of your way this morning. Would you just have your way in Jesus' name over the words that are coming out of my mouth. Holy Spirit, I just invite you to just speak directly through me to your church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
Amen? Amen. Okay. Amen means like, I agree. Agreeing that God would speak directly through me to our hearts. Wouldn't that be amazing today? I hope we didn't come for anything less. You know, the coffee's good, but it's not that great, right? The joke's not very good. Let's be honest. Let's speak truth. Okay. At dawn, he appeared again in the temple course. This is Jesus appearing again, where all the people gathered around him and sat down to teach to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought a woman who was caught in adultery. They made her stand in the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery, and the law of Moses' commands us to stone such a woman. Now what do you say? They were using this question to trap in order to have basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write in the ground with his finger. I love this passage. I've read it a hundred times. I've always wondered, what is Jesus writing in the ground? Why? It doesn't tell us. I want to know. A smiley face, you know. I don't know. So, yeah. Uh, when they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let any one of you without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left. Love that. Jesus is the only one left in this picture. He's the only one there. Everybody else goes away. With the woman still standing there, Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you. Jesus declared, go now and leave your life of sin. That's truth. Leave your life of sin. It's, it's going to destroy you. But look at how Jesus approached her. First, as this group rallies around this woman who's actually caught Jesus takes a step back, doesn't he? And he starts to ride on the ground. He doesn't jump on board with everybody else's accusations. He takes a step back. He calms himself down. He evaluates the situation. He waits for everyone else to leave. And then Jesus looks up from his drawing on the ground and looks her eye to eye and speaks truth. Adultery is going to destroy your life. It's a mess. He says this to her. Like you were caught in this, that's okay, but like don't do it anymore. Stay away from it. Jesus is able to give truth. This, you're forgiven. Look around. There's nobody here that hasn't made a mistake. There's nobody here that hasn't screwed up. So they can't condemn you, then I don't condemn you either. Like how powerful is that? How, how amazing is that to, to look Jesus in the eyes and, and for him to say, I condemn you no more. 
There's no condemnation. You made a mistake. You screwed up. But you're forgiven. You're accepted. You're loved. He was able to get this point across and share with this woman's heart in this moment because he was able to speak truth gently. He didn't jump on board with the bandwagon of people pointing fingers at her and yelling at her. He was able to wait for everyone else to leave and then finally get to the heart of the matter. And then the woman left that scene and on her way home started calling everybody else out for the things that they were doing wrong all the way home. Hey, I see you. You're screwed up. Hey, you cut that person off. Hey, I heard you cuss the other day. Hey, (laughs) that's what the woman did. No, she didn't at all, did she? (laughs) You're like, really? Just like we don't know what happened with the, the drawing on the ground. You love because you're forgiven, right? When we stand in, in, in no condemnation and no guilt, all of a sudden we have grace and mercy for others. So how do you speak truth gently? A gentle truth. Well, I think it goes back to exactly as parenting. We calm ourselves down. We don't jump on the bandwagon. It's the very first thing is, is as accusations are being made about somebody or something, you don't jump in there. Comment, comment, comment. <laughs> you speak truth gently by letting your voice be your voice. You don't have to have other people thinking for you. You can have your own voice in the matter and take a step back and calm yourself down and go, how does this, how can I speak truth gently? Has anybody ever got closer to Jesus by a bunch of people accusing them and gathering around them and pointing fingers? No, it actually distracts you from Christians, doesn't it? It actually takes away from the mercy and grace that God has for our life. It ruins our heart. And so Jesus took a second, let the crowd filter out. And then what did he do? The next thing he did was he put himself in their shoes. He put himself in her shoes. You know, when he's drawing on the ground, he's down. Do you think she's standing in the middle of the crowd? I would say in this passage, she's actually probably on the ground as people are talking about stoning her. So what does Jesus do? He gets on her level. This is powerful. He's not coming to her from a place of commanding or anything like that. He's actually coming to her place of, I want to be in your shoes. I see what you're going through. And this is the God that I serve, and this is the God that I love. It's Jesus Christ. Like, he walked in our shoes. He knows what we walk through. You think you've walked through some tough accusations? You think you've walked through some really tough times? Like, Jesus has done it all, too. And that's so amazing that we can relate with him in that. And so for us to speak truth gently, we can actually get into people's shoes, put on their shoes, take a step in their life. And the last thing was, is he gets up from the ground and he looks her eye to eye. He looks her eye to eye. And this is really important. This is valuable. If you want to speak truth to somebody, do it to their face. Amen. <laughs> I like, 
Do it to their face. If you're trying to get a point across, if you're trying to speak truth to somebody that maybe has offended you or you're walking through a hard time and they've said some things that really hurt your feelings, you know, there's some offense there or there's some pain there. If there's anything that you want to get convey in your heart, like this is destroying your marriage, I want to help you. If you want to speak truth to someone, you got to do it to their face. The text message, the emails and the Facebook messenger, that stuff does not convey truth. That means we're ready to fight. I'm going to show you a quick TikTok video of what I'm talking about. Oh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Text messaging, email. Eye to eye. Text messaging. Commenting. That's called barrier frustration. I looked into it. The, the dogs are frustrated because there's a barrier in front of them. How many of you have been frustrated because you just can't convey your heart? There's this barrier. You're trying to connect with somebody on something. And there's this barrier that's just frustrating. And so if you're going to convey truth gently, it's got to be eye to eye. At least a phone call. A phone call is way better than a text. It's like a last resort. So Jesus gets up from drawing, looks her eye to eye, and says, where's everybody that was making these accusations? Where's everybody that was condemning you? They're all gone. I neither condemn you. And that woman's heart's forever changed, isn't it? This is the church's role. This is our job. This is, this is what Paul was talking about. Let your gentleness be evident to all. Share your heart with people. Share when, when there's something that's going on and you need to talk to someone about it. If, if somebody's offended you, then talk to them. But talk to them eye to eye. Talk to them with gentleness. Put yourself in their shoes and then look them in the eyes and say, this is what's going on. And this has offended me. This has hurt me. I believe if the church were to live this out and we were to love people and speak gentle truth to people instead of getting on bandwagons with others, the churches in the Quad Cities in America would be full of people wanting to have more of a relationship with Jesus Christ because Christians are living that out and it's a representation of who Jesus is. Amen? Let your gentleness be evident to all. Calm down. Get on one knee. And look people in the eyes. I just had to have a, um, just as I was praying about this passage, I just really felt like there's, 
There's this moment in this where Jesus was able to break through the guilt and condemnation that was associated with this person's sin. And I think that's so important, isn't it? Because when we're carrying around a bunch of guilt and hurt and condemnation everywhere we go, all of a sudden what we start to do is we want to try to pass that on to other people because hurt people hurt people. And so when we're hurting, we want to start to share that with other people. And so what I'd love for us to do is I believe today's a day of freedom. No matter what the mistake is, no matter what's gone on, Today is a complete day of freedom where Jesus just looks us in the eyes and says, I forgive you. You're forgiven. You're forgiven. I don't condemn you. You don't have guilt associated with that. So what I'd love for us to do is to just to stand, all of us, and if there's anything that you're like, man, I would just love to release this. I could live in freedom today. Just invite you to do that. For us to do that. Can we sing um, a song? Okay. What was the first one? Glorious Day. Yeah, I wanted to sing Glorious Day. It says, I was buried beneath my shame, and who could carry that kind of weight? It was my tomb till I met you. There's freedom in Jesus today. So let's just go to him in prayer. And what I'd love for you to just do is to just put yourself in this woman's shoes today, this morning, to step into that and and just to be able to receive what Jesus has, that there's no condemnation, there's no guilt. It's all mercy in Jesus Christ. So Lord, we thank you so much that, that we can just stand in your presence, God, that, that your cross has made it, made it available for us to just come into your presence, into your power, into your glory, into your mercy, into your grace. And so Lord, we just put on that, Lord. We put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Yeah. So Lord, we thank you for your forgiveness that each one of us can just stand in your forgiveness this morning, that there's, there's nothing that would separate us. And also, I just want to pray against any barrier frustration. If there's something that's just been hanging over your head, and it's like, man, I would love for my relationship to be stronger with God, but I would, um, it just, there's this barrier that's just been capping that off. I just want to invite you to just, uh, just completely, Lord, would you just lift the lid on that barrier right now? That we could just stand in your presence, be in your presence this morning. This is a glorious day, Lord, so I just thank you for the freedom that rests in this place, that rests with your kids, that we are forgiven, we are free, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's just sing this song and just invite you to just sing it from your hearts. Sing it out.